Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. And we are back, folks, here. Another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. It's been a minute. You know, it's been a little while. We had some, a lot of things site-wise to tend to. We are always going to get back on the recruiting podcast grind. And so, call this a start. We won't have any more interruptions, especially as the visits pick up over the course of the spring. And, you know, maybe some recruiting momentum will will come back as well because you know while we were down it's not like things were going on very much in the way of recruiting momentum so we didn't miss much uh but like i said maybe things will start up now and we'll get into that with the best crew in the land when it comes to michigan football basketball and recruiting focus on recruiting on this podcast first my esteemed co-host bryce marriage bryce how are you it's been a couple weeks sam i'll tell you that but i'm I'm good. I'm happy to be back. And Steve Lorenz. Steve, how are you, my man? Great. Hope you guys are doing well. Doing well, doing well, doing well. So momentum. As momentum goes, I mean, I think people would tie it most to the most important recruit on the board, right? And I don't care how closely you cover recruiting. You could be looking at it at a cursory glance and know that top recruit on Michigan's board is five-star quarterback Dante Moore who, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the country. I think Arch Manning is a terrific prospect. Make no mistake, he has he's the prototype. Not taking anything away from him, but game, pressure, watching a guy will his team. I have seen Dante Moore do that. The intangibles, I think, put him over the top in that. He is right in your backyard, Steve Lorenz. I mean, his dad's a diehard Michigan fan. His quarterback coach is a Michigan alum. I mean, how many more factors do we lay on before people realize, and I think they already do, that this this is the guy in this recruiting class for Michigan? Yeah, so if history says that, it's like Michigan always finds a way to make these recruitments a lot more difficult than, than maybe they should be because uh, there are so many signs that should point Dante more to Michigan, uh, even though they took two quarterbacks. In 22, I think we'd all agree more, probably a much higher ceiling prospect than both the guys they just signed, or at least, well, more polished for sure. Maybe Michigan going ceiling uh, with both of the 22 guys. But uh, on top of that, as we've said, I think one of the biggest things to me is still kind of interesting. I, I don't even know if they're really recruiting another or seriously recruiting another quarterback right now in 23, at least at this point. I know of no other offers. They've put out, I mean, maybe there's some feelers out there for some guys, uh, but when you talk about like the top 100, top 150, because this is a pretty strong quarterback class overall in 2023, they're, you know, if, if things go awry with Dante Moore, uh, they're incredibly late to the party already with pretty much anybody else that I think our analysts would consider elite at this point. Uh, so kind of a fascinating thing. You know, and what 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 maybe I don't agree with as far as what Michigan's approach is. We know Dante Moore is heavily considering Notre Dame. That hasn't stopped Notre Dame from offering and recruiting some other guys too. You know, so why should Michigan 
you know, almost why should Michigan almost like hamstring themselves by not at least putting their their name in the, in the hat for a few other guys that maybe they like, you know, so that they can at least have some uh, some solid standing relationships with the offer behind it uh, if things are to go, you know, the wrong direction with more. It's, it, they, again, whatever's going on with the day-to-day recruiting in that situation, there's no way Dante Moore and his camp can't not understand that Michigan – that Michigan has him as their top priority. They were, they offered him. And when he was like, it's like, it's been like over what three calendar years already since they've offered. I mean, he was offered forever ago, you know? And so, you know, it should be clear as day and it should be clear as day for years at this point, literally that he's their top priority. So kind of wondering why Michigan hasn't at least maybe put a couple more offers out there, but you know, got to assume if that, you know, if things do trend towards Notre Dame or LSU or whoever else, uh, that they're going to they're going to have to at some point uh, just wonder if it'll be sooner rather than later. Yeah, Bryce, they have they are definitely when it comes to effort and focus. Steve uh, pointed out that they haven't really gone after uh, any other guys yet. And when it comes to Dante Moore, it's like, I mean, full court press. He's been on campus at least twice in the new year. Uh, there was the one uh, in the January period and then he made it down for the Iowa game. Uh, Iowa basketball game, right? So they're getting in front of him, showing him how much of a priority he is. And yet you see other schools, mainly Notre Dame, but you can't rule out all the other really, really strong suitors. He has offers all over the country. He just visited LSU. You know, he's uh, he'll know Brian Kelly from his time in Notre Dame. This is a national recruit that, you know, people are going to, really, really push Michigan when it comes to guarding their yard on. You know, it's so for him, for me, I guess what's interesting is because he's such a national recruit, you know, I know he plans on taking several visits around the country, but he's a quarterback, Sam and Steve. And we all know quarterbacks usually commit earlier than most prospects. So that's another thing to look at as well. But yeah, like you mentioned, we reported, you know, him coming up for, that visit to the basketball game. And while it's not a great showing from every all accounts and everyone I've talked to said, he really enjoyed his time. The student section was chanting his name there. I mean, he was loving, you know, the love and the support he was seeing from them. And I think for Michigan, the big key in that recruitment is going to be Matt wise, the new quarterbacks coach, you know, co-OC. I think he's got great relationships with Ron Bellamy with Sharon Moore of a lot of these coaches, and I even think with Jim Harbaugh. But when it comes to his actual quarterbacks coach slash co-OC, how is that bond going to be for him? Because for him, looking back at it, he had Josh Gaddis, a guy he really liked. You know, he saw the offense kind of take off this past season, and that's one reason Miami got a visit from him, but also why Miami's even in the picture because of Josh Gaddis and that relationship there as well. So I think this is going to be a crewmate that it's going to have a lot of ups and downs. I don't think it's going to be one of those Donovan Edward recruitments where you're going to see it go, you know, the full mile, the full extent. Um, but I do think you will see different lead changes in this recruitment. So if you see, let's say, Crystal Ball and going for whatever XYZ school, don't freak out. This is going to be one that's going to go a little longer but not long enough because he is a quarterback and he understands that as well. So interesting dynamic, but I think Michigan's definitely in the mix here and I still see them as a, in a really good spot as well. But yeah, Steve brings up a good point too. 
when do you eventually decide, all right, this is our guy, ride or die, but how long can we go with that approach? And that's the other thing to question as well. Yeah, I think you can't. I think you can't put all your eggs in that basket. You you have to have a, a dual focus. And that, that's where the strategy comes in. The strategy of how do you grow the relationship with Dante Moore and at the same time broaden your quarterback board. Starting with, with Dante Moore, again, it's important to emphasize this is not an effort or a focus thing. Michigan is all over Dante Moore. I mean, multiple stats. You mentioned Sharon, Ron Bellamy, Clink Scale is involved. You know, Harbaugh has been an M. Matt Weiss. Now, that may be the single most important relationship for sure. And that is that is something that I think it, time is your friend. You just, you got to get them, get them together more. As much as, as often as you can get them on campus, getting them in a room, getting to know Matt, watching, you know, watching film and not all, all just football, but growing that relationship to a point where there's a, a vibe, where it's not necessarily a, uh, you know, a, a transactional thing. It's not a recruiting relationship, where it's a relationship, where, you know, there's a connection, a bond that is taking some time. I, at the same time, though, I, I don't think that you want to make your entire approach be about that. That's a lot of burden to put just on, on Matt Weiss. This might be one where the other quarterback on staff and Jim Harbaugh kind of does what he did in the Will Johnson recruitment where, you know, he became the primary recruiter for Will Johnson. Like, if you talk to Will right now, Will would say, oh, man, yeah, Coach Harbaugh, that's my guy, right? I mean, mean, that was his recruiter. And makes even more sense for a quarterback to sort of have that kind of connection. So that's one. Another is Denar Robinson. So Denar gets hired on this staff and immediately – you know, I know, I'm not even guessing on this. Hey, you need to talk to, you need to talk to Denard. And that, I think, is one that is going to resonate for a couple of reasons. First of all, he's Denard Robinson, right? You know, big time quarterback in Michigan. People, kids still know who Denard is. But Denard, his connection with Devin, Devin Gardner, who is Dante's quarterback coach, that that's a that's a thing. And then the respect that they have for him at King, because People don't know, but Daquan Finn is a king guy that's the quarterback at Toledo. DQ was about to leave Toledo. One of the guys that there were a lot of people involved in making sure that he stayed the courses. Coaches at King, Devin, but they got him on the phone with Denard. This is, again, this this last year. Denard's at at Jacksonville. But sort of relating to him and relaying to him his experience as a quarterback at Michigan, he's, you know, Tate Forcier is there and he's the guy and how come I'm not in? And just that experience, but stayed the course. He got his turn and when Denard got his turn, he made the most of it, capitalizing the legend of Denard Robinson was born, right? And so that was that was something that really resonated with Daquan Finn. He went on to have a great season at Toledo. He's the guy there now. Really earned a lot of respect for him at King because they're like, man, he was instrumental. He was one of the voices that re- that DQ really listened to, right? So you have, and then you have another guy in his orbit, because that's that's his predecessor. That's, that's Dante's predecessor, 
another guy in his orbit that could be like, hey, man, yeah, Denard, good dude, good guy. So that's another relationship. So what am I talking about? Surrounding him, encapsulating him with a bunch of relationships that maybe he can say, man, I'm super tight with Coach Harbaugh, and I'm super tight with Denard, and, of course, I have Clink, and I have Ron, and I have Sharon, and we have Matt Weiss. I think that is the strategy. Can you grow all of the relationships across the board while also improving the one with with Matt Weiss, and maybe that'll be enough to fend off this this rush that's definitely coming from Notre Dame for sure, but others as well. You have proximity, you have the connections. Dad's a Michigan fan. I'll throw that clip in right now where he talks about his dad has this tattoo on his arm. You were there when he talked about it, weren't you, Bryce? Where where Dante talked about the tattoo on his arm of of uh, of a of a figure peeing on Ohio State. I was going to say, I don't know if we can say that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yes. I, listen, yeah, I, I I'll, I'll play it yeah. right here. Here's Dante here's Moore talking about his dad having a tattoo of peeing on Ohio State. Now, I know you're your own man, but they say, and you tell me if it's true, they say your pops is a big Michigan fan. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, real true. <laughs> uh, he loves Michigan. Uh, he loves Michigan basketball, you know, Michigan football, Michigan everything, hockey. Like, I, I, he'll sit down and watch hockey games, and I'll be like, what are we watching right here? Uh, great thing though, um, he loves Michigan. Like he's a diehard Michigan fan. He has a tattoo of Michigan peeing on Ohio State logo. So. And, he, and he has the whole Michigan. He has the whole Michigan glove on his back with the exits and everything. So he he really takes it serious. So you know he's from here, from Detroit. So you know he really takes it serious, takes it to heart. So I'll say he's a not even a big. He's just uh, I don't know. He's just crazy about it. So so when y'all go to Columbus, does he, he cover up the tap, man? I don't, I don't think about it. No, he won't. He's just going to chill like, you know, he's going to be there with me. So he's going to chill like he, he loves Ohio State too. So every, any college you go to, he's always going to chill like he loves that state, uh, let a college. So, I mean, he ain't really going to treat no college different though. Like I said, he, he's in the process with me, but he said he's going to stand back and let me do my own option. So. so there you have it, guys. Like I said, you know, you have some ends. It, it's That should give you some optimism. What it should not do though, Steve, it should not make you overconfident. I think people are to the point now where they understand that this is a fight. And and, and maybe that's maybe that's part of why people are so concerned because they feel like it shouldn't be. I, I'm more of one I'm one of those people that deals with with reality and where you are. Yeah, it is a fight. Now that you know that it is a fight, what do you have? What advantages do you have? What cards do you have to play? Michigan has a bunch of cards to play and I think that uh Michigan fans should be hardened by that. I mean they have all the cards like I said, I think I think we look at 22 with Orgy and, and Denigal as, as maybe a, a class where Michigan took a couple big swings. Maybe the guy who loses the, the, the quarterback battle this year is out, you know, so there's a still potentially a short path of playing time for him. I got to think one thing though, maybe that Notre Dame is, is trying to play on is, is that they have a, they, if we talk about recruiting momentum, uh, Notre Dame is off to a really hot start in that 23 class. I think they're trying to play that up as, as much as they possibly can, you know? So I think, for Michigan, I think maybe one of the things they can do is uh, next month or two, uh, April official visit start is uh, maybe try to close on a couple guys, show him like, hey, you know, not well, not to mention, you know, Michigan just won the Big Ten championship and went to the playoff. I mean, there's there is that too. Uh, the offense is clicking. The offense should be the strength of this year's team. Uh, he should see that as a recruit, you know. So there's a, it is, it's, like I said, it feels like Michigan 
always makes these a little more uh, difficult than they should. But at the same time, like you said, Sam, and I agree, I, I think Dante Moore definitely better prospect than Arch Manning for sure. Matter of fact, I think we, I think he's ninth. I think they have three quarterbacks ranked ahead of him. I, the, the, top, the top three in our 2023 are all quarterbacks. Uh, I think I would take Dante Moore uh, over all three of those guys. So at that same to- by that same token, it's not necessarily ne- it's never going to be a slam dunk for a prospect of that caliber, regardless of how close to the proximity and all the the connections that we've talked about and stuff. It's still going to be a battle. So it's hard to tell Michigan fans to be patient and and um, you know kind of let the process play out a little bit more. But but I think Michigan is you know like you said that Denard tidbit is quietly I think a, a potentially significant one. You know, it's another like another uh, iron in the fire, I guess you would say, uh, as far as maybe people that could vouch for Michigan and, and that people that around him that could say this is a good guy has your best interest at heart. And Bryce, you talked about something a little while back that he's sort of connecting with JJ a little bit. I would JJ, I think, could be a huge lure because, hey, man, as as the the future goes, I'm sure there are other programs that are using. Hey, man, you know, JJ's there. And when are you going to play? Man, I think J.J. is, this is my opinion. I think he's two and done. I My personal opinion, I think J.J. is going to win the job this year. I think he'll start a quarterback this year. He'll start a quarterback next year. And then he's going to the league. I think that that, as, as you show, as you map it out, if you're Michigan, and they, they can't exactly maybe lay it out brass tacks that way with a quarterback battle going on, but I would make that I would make that case if I'm JJ. Man, you know we gotta we could have like a a succession plan here. I'm I'm gonna do my thing, and you could be right behind me, sort of cut your teeth for a year. Then it's your show, and we know what kind of recruiter JJ is. I mean, he's he could be a huge huge asset in this one too. I think. Yeah, I mean, just talking to him through his recruitment alone, Sam. You're like, this guy's gonna be ambassador for Michigan. You know, he just. He just glows and, you know, he's just everything about Michigan you want it to be. And so I think he would be a great, you know, extra fire, extra whatever you need in terms of this recruitment. And on top of that, even Max X, 7-7 team, Dante's connecting a lot with Samaj Morgan, too, yeah. who's committed to Michigan as well. And they formed a, they've been forming a pretty close relationship as well. They actually came up together to that Iowa basketball game. So – there's another relationship you can also add in the fold. So I think people are kind of underestimating Michigan. Maybe it's because of just how long they've been in. And you would think, you know, everything's new. Everything's hot. You know, all the new shiny things like Notre Dame just coming up and Miami and all these other schools. But at, at the end of the day, Michigan's been there, like Steve said, since what middle school. And I don't think he's forgotten about that as well. So We'll see what happens. But, yeah, this is a recruitment I don't foresee going years. You know, I don't see this going to sign day. And I think he understands that as well. Yeah, I I, I agree with you because there was some talk about a spring decision. I don't know if he's still contemplating that. We'll be catching up with him here in the coming weeks to see if, if that's still anywhere in his spring, summer. I don't know if that's still maybe in his thought process. Uh, I think for Michigan, it's better if it isn't. I think it's better if it's a long haul thing uh, if if we're talking about Michigan. So time will tell. We'll we'll jump into that. But I've been getting this question before we switch off of quarterbacks. What do you guys think of the C.J. Carr recruitment 
do you think it, it really is as tied to the Dante Moore recruitment from Michigan's perspective as a lot of a lot of Michigan fans maybe sort of think it is that, hey, if they get Dante, they aren't going to get CJ. But if they don't get Dante, then their their chances with CJ improve. You buy that, Bryce? I don't know if I completely buy it. I do think if, let's say, they don't get Dante, I would definitely bank on CJ potentially being in the next class because they aren't in the same class. Right. You know, that's a big thing a lot of people confuse is they think they're both 20 and 23. No, CJ's a year younger than him. Um, and I think both are fairly, you know, aware of Dante knows CJ's behind him. And I think CJ knows Dante's in front of him. So that's another thing I think they're considering. But at the same time, these guys are not afraid. You know, Dante Moore, if you see him at camps, you see him in any setting, he's not afraid of any competition. And CJ Carr himself has shown the ability to not just be this legacy recruit. I mean, he's a national recruit. He, he can play. He's a top 100 talent, so he can play with anyone. A lot of schools are chasing after him. Notre Dame is actually one of the schools making a big push for him as well. So I interesting dynamic between that, you know, situation of what could potentially come about it, but I don't think that would play a factor if they were to land Dante Moore hurting yeah. CJ Carr. Yeah, I think it I definitely think it makes it harder though. I, I do think harder. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think it makes it harder to get CJ if you land. Now, that doesn't mean <laughs> I mean, look, you you get the one in front of you and then you you try for the next one, right? And you let the chips fall where they may. Uh the 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 thing that can't happen is you can't miss on them both. You you, you got to get one of these guys if if you're Michigan. I mean, God forbid you lose you lose Dante Moore and then legacy CJ Carr goes to Notre Dame or Wisconsin, two teams that are, are really, really high up. I think that Michigan, that their their odds go up if they don't get Dante. But I, I say that to not have fans also not get overconfident because that's a battle too. Like CJ is really legit looking at other schools. He really legit likes Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin has done a really good job. Notre Dame, who you mentioned, Michigan State's done. A good job. Do I think that those schools would beat Michigan if if Dante Moore is not in a Michigan uniform? No. <laughs> I just even with him being open, Steve, I just have a hard time seeing him see that opening at it right here in Ann Arbor and not taking not taking them up on it. But it does require many of the same things that we talked about with Dante Moore, with continuing to grow that bond with Matt Weiss. But also, you know, building the connections around that relationship as well. You have proximity to your advantage. You get them on campus basically anytime you want. That has to be one of the things that Michigan focuses on is growing relationships across the board. And this might be another Jim Harbaugh special. I mean, where it's where he's the lead guy on the two quarterbacks, which happen to be the two biggest guys in the next two cycles. So we have one five-star whose dad has a tattoo of peeing on Ohio State and the grandson of the last head coach to win a national championship at Michigan. And it's this, this is what I mean. It's like it's so comical sometimes where it's like both those kids should be shoe-ins to Michigan no matter what the circumstances are. And here we are talking. You know, it's just – I don't know what it is. It's comical. Um, I just can't. You know, and I, I agree. You can't nothing. You can't ever take any 
recruit for granted, no matter the connections, anything like that. I don't think Michigan is. I don't think they will. I just can't see Lloyd Carr's grandson not signing to play at Michigan at the end of the day. I would just be very surprised with all the deep roots that continued at the university after Lloyd is is, is retired and everything. Um, Even the Chad Tuff stuff, like all just the, the, just the deep foundation the Carr family has with the, with the Michigan program as a whole. Uh, Those are just some of the things I just, I guess just kind of come off the top of my head to think like, man, it would just, I just feel like it'd be crazy. Um, And I agree all, by the way, uh, CJ Carr ranked 98th overall in the early 2024. I I believe that will, he will move up Uh uh, before he moves down from that ranking. So, you know, again, like you guys said, not just a legacy prospect by any means he is going to be, and is already kind of becoming a national prospect. Matter of fact, I just said the last offer posted on his profile was from Georgia. So, you know, he's getting legit looks from, from all the big time programs. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I, again, it, it, they have to get one or the other. I, I just, that, that would be just uh. insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, like well. I said, it just, you know, that's what you got. Um, uh, you know, Bear Bryant's like great grandson, like basically took a preferred freaking walk on to Alabama as a four-star quarterback. You know, it's like, why, you know, Michigan should, why doesn't Michigan coming off of a big 10 championship and uh, you know, all the momentum now kind of can't capitalize on it. But, but again, it's always, there's always seems to be some kind of caveat in these situations, but you know, if they end up with even just getting one out of the two, that's where try that's where signing two in the 22 cycle might not, you know, again, I think, those guys aren't getting talked a lot, uh, talked about very much, but um, does give you somewhat of a cushion if one of those guys breaks out and becomes a guy. Mm-hmm. So there are options either way, but but I mean, yeah, if you're Michigan, you want both. Both have been established names on the recruiting trail for an extended period of time. They're both well aware of each other. Um, you know, I think the question becomes if more was to decide earlier and goes not Michigan, is it because? he expect would expect CJ Carr to commit to Michigan and would rather take the ease, like not, I don't want to say rather take the easier path to the field, but you know, doesn't have that guy that another potential five-star yeah. following him. I'd I don't know shocked. if that's the case. Yeah. I'd be shocked. It just right. Not, not I don't think so DNA. either. You just wonder. Um, so yeah, but, but it's just uh, tattoos. Is he, does he have to change his tattoo? You know, if he goes somewhere else. <laughs> well, hey, man, it's, I, the irony is look, Ohio state, I mean, he's legit True. looking. He's legit looking at him. And he said, hey, "He said his dad is say hey, he keeps it. He keeps his the sleeve covered, covered the tattoo, and he's down in Columbus. So, you know, they're they're a factor. They're a school that he's looking at. I I, I guess for, for me, like like it's, look, I think Michigan will get one of these guys. Let let's let's lower the panic level. I think they will get one of them. The question is, which one? Uh, you you gotta prioritize getting Dante Moore right now, and then if you and while also recruiting uh, CJ, but then if you if you happen to miss on him, it's like then at that point I would say panic level does rise with regard to CJ Carter because you gotta get one of these guys. Like you can't you can't if you're Michigan lose two guys at the most important position on the field with all of these ties to the program. So fortunately, I think that, that the odds of that happening are, are really, really low, and we'll see how things sort of unfold over, over the, in, in the coming months. CJ was just on campus, as you just uh, pointed out. So the more they can do that, both of those guys, the better. Steve, you mentioned recruiting momentum. 
We'll take a pause here, and we will talk about why maybe there was a lull in momentum. I think it's pretty easy to see. And how easy will it be to get that momentum back? We'll pick that up on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, guys. So recruiting momentum coming off of a Big Ten championship playoff appearance. You know, everything just heard Jim Harbaugh say at his press conference, the state of Michigan football is scary good right now, right? Well, how or why? Isn't that translating to recruiting commitments, momentum right now? I think it's very easy to go back to you had a a really lengthy dalliance for Jim with the NFL. That sort of halted things uh, for a period of time with, uh, you know, with how guys in that class were looking at Michigan. Then, of course, you had the coaching movement. So you had. You know, you had Josh Gaddis move on. You had Mike McDonald move on. You had a, a few new staff members be brought into the fold, right? So it, it takes a minute for for all of that to mesh and then translate into picking up with some steam with some recruits on the recruiting trail. Uh, the question is, do, do you guys, are there any guys that you really uh, highlight as candidates for that, moment, that momentum to really pick up with. Bryce, I know you've covered, for instance, Devin Houston a lot here lately. He seems like a guy, great relationship with Mike Elston, brother Caleb plays on the basketball team, top 247 guy, seems like a guy that they could pick up some momentum with. Yeah, so we're talking about ties with the quarterbacks. I mean, this is a pretty good tie itself with his older brother, Caleb Houston, a freshman wing on the current men's basketball team. And uh, he came up on a visit this past week. He was here. He arrived Thursday, left this past weekend, um, and came for that, obviously, the last, you know, regular season finale game from Michigan um, against Iowa. But he stayed. And this is a recruitment I think they're going to benefit from with Mike Elston on staff, a relationship he had from the past summer when he camped at Notre Dame really developed a bond with Notre Dame, really liked him as well as a person, 
family man and everything he values, you know, in life. I mean, he came away really impressed and just coming to Michigan, you know, he said, he talked to our Brian Doan. He even talked to me and just basically said everything I felt and saw at Notre Dame, I felt the same at Michigan. You know, he saw the academics, he saw the prestigious, you know, athletics. And, you know, like, like we've been saying, Michigan's coming off a big 10, you know, title. They're coming off a playoff, you know, Burke, all this stuff factors in, you know, a lot of recruits and a lot of people are going to talk about Jim Harbaugh leaving, but at the same time, this past season didn't just evaporate. It didn't like just disappear. You know, you can still sell that regardless of who came back, who didn't, that's not going to be ever taken away. So I think, you know, that's something to consider and something to look at, but yeah, he's a guy, I think, you know, we're still working on that top target list and we're going to be changing it, but he's moving up there pretty fast. And I know he's a high priority for Michigan, a guy that Michigan really likes, what he can do. He can play the three-tech. He could even play the five-tech. They see versatility in his game. And he's a guy, like I said, he's not going to use the Caleb Houston thing, his older brother, he said, as like the do-all, end-all factors for Michigan. But it can't hurt. You know what I mean? I mean, having your brother in the basketball team can't hurt. That gives you insight to not only just the athletics department, everything, but campus life, everything when it comes to Michigan. So that's a huge plus. Notre Dame's definitely in it. Penn State, other schools are in it as well. But I, I really like Michigan and where they're trending in that recruitment. Any guys sort of stand out to you at this point, Steve, where maybe they aren't on the verge of – they're really high-value targets that Michigan is pushing hard for that, that they could potentially pick up some momentum with? I think the one spot to really look at – Bryce already brought up one defensive lineman, but look at the edge guys that – Michigan's recruiting since Elson's been brought on board too. Uh, you look at guys like Keon Keeley, the Notre Dame commitment, yeah. Jason Moore, who is probably more of a malleable guy. Uh, Enal Etta, the kid, the kid out of uh, Colleyville, Texas, is another big time one. Deshaun Womack out of St. Francis Academy just got a huge bump in our rankings. I mean, there's a lot of guys now at that edge spot that really, which again, um, Elston or not Elston, like, Edge is a spot Michigan should not have, shouldn't have any difficulty recruiting. You're about to have, you're about to put two more first round picks into the league at that position. You have other guys who are standing out in the, I mean, you could even, they can even start pitching guys like Mike Dana, you know, is having a great early career in Kansas city. Uh, You know, Chase Winovich has been a factor in new England when healthy Josh Uche is emerging in new England as well. You know, they have so many guys they've produced over the years at that spot. And you, you know, Elston's done his own work at Notre Dame too. So, you know, those are guys, uh, Samuel, is it a uh, Pemba too? Mpemba, the, the yeah. five-star out of IMG is another one. I think that's going to be on campus this month is a guy that, you know, I think Michigan might be in a, in a better spot with than they were before. So I look at edge um, Nicholas Harbor. I think that's where Michigan prefers him. You know, there's, there are really some, some big time possibilities at that edge spot. So that's one area uh, I'm kind of looking at in particular, you know, as far as the momentum, momentum type thing goes, uh, offensive line, maybe another one with uh, guys like Caden Green, Sam Pendleton coming up this weekend. A uh, few other guys I think they're in the in the hunt for that they're trying to work on. But but these are two guys I think that will actually be on campus. So you know, those are a couple spots I've been kind of keeping an eye on and think the foundation should be there. Again, Michigan produces NFL guys at edge. They just won the Joe Moore Award for the offensive line. Uh, probably those four guys that return 
This year we'll probably all go pro. Few will probably get drafted. Uh, Oluwatimi will probably get drafted eventually too. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they're putting guys in the league at both those spots. I think Michigan should really be in a position to kind of uh, get some momentum going there once they get some guys on campus. Bryce, what about Jalen Thompson? Like, where, where do you think that recruitment stands? How does Michigan figure in for the for the cast tech standout? He's an interesting one. You know, he really had a good relationship with Sean Nua, the former defensive line coach, and really connected with him well. Well, Nua left for USC this offseason. But, again, Mike Elston, what's been the kind of the trend here, he had a prior relationship with Jalen Thompson, you know, at Cast Tech. Um, and, obviously, Cast Tech has many ties to Michigan. Probably the most notable right now is Raheem Anderson, who they just got um, a couple of cycles ago. So I think he's definitely still a target, but where on the board, you know, how high on the board is the question too. Uh, you know, the other thing you take into account is he is local. He's a guy that has high upside, a lot of potential, but like Steve said, I mean, they're targeting top, top prospects. When you're talking about Nicholas Harbor and all these type of guys, it's, it's one thing to really consider, but I know he's still, he's definitely still likes Michigan. Um, he's still t- taking a hard look at Michigan, and I know he wants to come up to campus as well in the very near future. So we'll see what, what happens there with him. And one more guy I think that's really trending up for Michigan is Brooks Barr from Loyola Academy in Chicago. He's a guy 6'6", 270. I know Mike Elston, that was one of his first offers when he got to Michigan early in early February, offered him. He's a guy that camped again. At Notre Dame, really liked Notre Dame. That relationship carried over to Michigan. And he actually went to a game this past season at Michigan. So he's familiar with, you know, the big house, the staff there. Even when I talked to him after that visit, he was talking about Jawan Howard, how he was hyping up the crowd. He was saying, I just love the school spirit here at Michigan. So he's a guy who's going to be coming up as well on a visit here in a week or so. I really like where they stand with him. You know, we uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, right? So we, we do need to, uh, you know, give a little shout-out, a little nod, and, and maybe do a little projection with Cole Cabana, who committed to Michigan. And I still get this question out, even though we've written stories, we've talked to him about it. People can say, well, what is he? <laughs> like, what is he going to be? First, because his his speed and versatility could really be utilized in a, in a few different ways. I see him as that as that utility player he he's uh, he's like donovan edwards except except uh, you know i think from a receiver standpoint uh, a slot guy standpoint you know i could see him being utilized even more in that role he'll be a he'll be a back make no mistake i'm not saying he won't be a back he'll be a back but i could see him in the early part of his career uh, especially, you know, with how Michigan's running back stable, what it what it looks like it's gonna be, I could see him being a guy who is seeing a lot of time in the slot initially. Bryce and Steve. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I ever said this comparison to you, Sam. And I think we kind of was the last podcast where we kind of talked about it. I see more like a Chris Evans, but with a little more speed, speed. than Chris. You know, a lot more speed. that's kind of a lot more speed, but. <laughs> That's kind of the player, you know, I look at him and because he's got the way he can catch the football and make guys miss an open field is very impressive. But then you take it to another level when you add that speed to it. 
And you're like, okay, we got something here to work with. And I know a lot of Michigan State fans, so, you know, they passed him. That was, you know, the new rec- uh, running backs coach. That was not his guy. But I think Mike Hart was pretty happy taking him. I think that is a definitely a take they've always had in their mind, the guy that they've really liked. And he put a monster in numbers this past season. You know, and Michigan really evaluated him, monitored him. During the bye week, Mike Hart went to his game, even watched him. So they definitely like him a lot. And the next thing from here is the second running back. What kind of running back are they going to take? I think they're going to take more powerful mm-hmm. Hassan Haskins type of guy to, to compliment Colt because of what he can do, you know, outside of just running it up the tackles. No doubt. Because they tried to get that at the end of the last cycle, right, Steve? And weren't quite able to to, uh, to do that. So I think that, that they'll definitely look for a complimentary piece. I like your your Chris Evans because Chris Evans was recruited as a slot remember got in the camp he's like oh this dude can run between the tackles Cole can run between the tackles he's a he's a tough physical guy but that gear like you you want to craft plays and I imagine we're going to see this from the Dexter staff too even more so than we saw in his junior year finding ways to get Cole the ball in the open field because he was 10-6-9 as a sophomore Steve I mean this dude I mean this is not like this is not like sort of fast. This is like a really fast dude. He's he's as fast as Roman Wilson at that stage of, of his development. So uh, he's and Cole said he thinks he's going to run 10-4, 10-5 this year. And why would we doubt him at this point? You could put that another really fast guy like that on your offense. Makes you that much more explosive. Was it Debo Samuel called himself a was it wide back? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. could it be something could it be something like I mean. You know, that's why I wonder, you know, Michigan really, really wanted a second back in 22. They missed on that Andrew Paul kid out of Texas, I think, signed with Georgia or Clemson. Um, Could they take three? If Cabana is so versatile, you know, if Cabana is such a versatile player and that they don't, I don't think receivers a massive, massive need for them uh, after bringing in Clemens and, uh, you know, bringing in what they brought in this last cycle. Does he wonder if he, if, you know, we might maybe it'll tell us how versatile Michigan really thinks he is if they go after uh, two other backs uh, to finish out because they really did. They wanted two backs last cycle, you know, and Cabana offers so many different possibilities for them. You know, I'm interested to see how they kind of approach that. So, no, I like I do that. Chris Evans, uh, you know, that yeah, wide back was kind of the first thing I thought of, you know, as like, I know Debo Samuel, more of a wide receiver by trade who now runs the ball, uh, but there is some of that. Uh, you know, back and forth there for a guy that can kind of do both things. So, and I agree any kid at that size who can run that fast and also just has the, well, he goes to Dexter. I was going to say has the dexterity. It's kind of funny um, <laughs> to, you know, the, 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 the ability to just, again, one of those guys, you watch him on film, he knows what he's doing out there. He's not just a kid who just runs fast. Uh, you know, there's a lot of value in those kind of guys and uh, you know, who cares if Michigan State wanted him or not? I don't know why that that should never. Yeah, are they are they really Michigan, saying? Right? Wait, 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 wait. So that, that was the that was the that was right the thing. That was that was, that was the, the discussion. I'm what? telling you, I come on. The moment man. we posted all this stuff, it was like, well, we didn't want him anyways. <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, because he grew up a Michigan State fan, so they said he was a shoo-in. His teammate is committed right now to Michigan State. Um, and I think they thought, you know, oh, we're definitely getting him, and it was. You know, they're leaving the crystal ball. Things changed, you know, and I think, again, I think both sides are happy with how things played out, but that was a thing. 
So, so let, let me let's make sure I get this right. Are they saying that he wanted to commit to Michigan State and they wouldn't take him? Or the new or, running backs coach did not make him a priority anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. We shall see, right? I I don't think that that's a that's not what I was hearing from his from his guy who was taking him on all the visits from Reggie Wins and Reggie has uh, big time connections up at Michigan State, so it'd be interesting to see what where Reggie Reds thinks about Michigan State saying oh, they didn't want they didn't want the best player in his program this cycle. Maybe so, but we'll we'll ask Reggie if that's the case. If old Sparty is too good for a cold ten six nine cold Cabana, yeah, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. But anyway, fellas, it was great to get back in the saddle. When we come back the next time, we'll we'll be able to talk about a lot more guys coming to campus, right? Because they're slated to be a number of visitors on campus in the in the coming days and, and of course, over the course of the spring, right, Bryce? Yeah. There's, I mean, they've already had several, a handful already come up to campus, watch spring practice. A lot of them have been really impressed with several players as well. We've had several articles already posted on the, uh, the site, so stay tuned for many more to come. All right, folks. So, again, if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it, be sure to review it, be sure to tell all your friends about it. In the not-too-distant future, we'll be uh, going on the video side of things as well. We're expanding our horizon, so maybe we'll start including highlights and, of course, getting your input. All the things that you've asked us to do. I've been getting a lot of people, are you guys going to be on YouTube? Yes. Can you put incorporate some of our questions on the podcast? Yes. We're going to do all of those things, all right, in the weeks to come. So be sure to tune back in to the next edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.